You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It's Tuesday, October 16th. Beam, what's up, man? What's happening? You're in a better mood today. Yeah. We finally got you out of zombie mode. Yeah. Um, look, and look, a little better. I understand. And um, no, you're feeling good, feeling great, feeling good, feeling great. Um, good to see you, man. Look, it's a lot going on today. My mind's kind of all over the place. You know, it's a big day for me. It is. This is a really, really big day for me. It's like a national holiday for Maddie today. For all of you that do not know, huge college football fan, huge NFL fan, even bigger NBA fan. Oh, that's so, your thing. Yeah, that's th- number one A for this you. Is, this is one yeah. A for me. NFL is always one uh, one B. Um, but man, I mean, today I'm really excited. You got Major League Baseball playoffs five o'clock. Boston at Philly at mm. eight o'clock. Thunder Warriors tonight at ten thirty. It's going to be a great day uh, for sure. So no, Beam. This is it. This is peak sports. Time for me right now. Miss me with the March Madness BS. It's not as good as this. March Madness, you get three days. March Madness is fine on Thursday and Friday. Other than and then that, it weeds overrated. itself out, and I don't really lo- love college basketball the way that a lot of people do. I think the NBA is so much of a an easier watching product. Of course it is. Uh, just the way that the entire game's built. It's like the NFL and college football. If you want to talk about that, yes, I love college football, but it's so much easier and so much faster to watch an NFL game. I mean, that hits that three-hour window, Maddie. Boom, bang, you're done. done. You're out of it. It's the same with the NBA. Those games last, what, two hours, 15 minutes, done. two and a half hours if it goes in into overtime? Yes. College basketball seems like it lasts for so long yep. nowadays with all the commercial breaks in March Madness. No, but I'm happy for you, man. It's uh, yeah, You've been waiting it. for this. NBA Twitter's going nuts already oh, today. Oh, my goodness. It's a wild wormhole yeah. if you want to dig yourself into that. I did that this morning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's good. It's a uh, it's a beautiful day here in Columbus, Ohio. It's about 40 degrees and sunny out, yeah. so we're getting a little bit of taste of winter. Uh, nice little fall. I think it's going to get up to 50 degrees today, too. So it's, uh, no, man, this it's, is a, it. it's a beautiful thing. And you got the Mega Millions tonight worth $654 million. I'm not going to be on the podcast tomorrow. I hate to break it to you because I'm, I'm going to win it. Wait, wait a minute. I'm going to win it. Can you at least call you, in? Can you at least call in I'll from whatever in. island you're flying to tonight? <laughs> at least call in and let me know where you're at. I'll because, call in. Yes, you're going to be a guest enjo- segment. You're going to be enjoying mimosas and scrambled eggs with cheese and bacon on an island and just a robe tomorrow morning. You yeah. have to call in and let me know uh, how that lifestyle is because I'll still be back here. Well, you know what away. we're going to do is that you can do the podcast tomorrow. I'm going to call in. And then Thursday, when the Lake Show play, we'll go. We'll get courtside seat for in King Portland. James. Okay, yeah, I'm we're in. gonna get yeah, we're gonna get courtside seats. Yeah, that, w- that we're gonna work. do it. We're gonna do it up, and it'll be fantastic. Okay, that would be uh, phenomenal. But no, I really am. Uh, it's a good day. It's always a good day when you're talking sports. But man, when you get all of this crap going on right now, Beam, yeah, it's and it's just literally Monday through Friday, or excuse me, Monday through Sunday. It's every single night. I'll be watching live sporting events. All right, let's get to what you guys came here to listen to, and that's um, us talking about this Ohio State. Football team. Uh, we got an interesting tweet yesterday. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, any type of topics or questions yeah. or stuff that we're not doing good or whatever, you guys want to hit us up, hit me up at MattyIce971. MattyIce971. God, I can't even see my own Twitter That's handle. All right. And follow Bream at, Beam at BrandonBeam971. So Hayden hit us up yesterday on Twitter, and he brought up the lack of a running game. Why do you think OSU can win the Big Ten if they're averaging 2.9 a carry, I'm yep. worried about that rather than a potential playoff. And I think it's a it's a really calculated tweet because a lot of the conversation we have been having has been about the national um, 
championship conversation is Ohio State in that sure. caliber of a class. And look, for me, they're there because when you look at everyone else around college football, everyone else has weaknesses, right? I mean, Alabama hasn't necessarily been pushed. We watch, we just watched Georgia get punched in the mouth by an offense in LSU that's been struggling all year long. So, And Clemson's got their quarterback issue. Is Trevor Lawrence really going to be ready for the bright lights when he gets there yeah. in the college football? So I think there's questions there for every team that we think is – on title contender. So Buckeye fans shouldn't be freaking out too much. But this in particular, where you talk about the running game and just winning the Big Ten in general, I think it is a fair point to bring up because when you look at the defenses being that they have to face moving forward at the end of the year, that being Michigan State, that being Michigan, those teams are really, really good up front in the box. And if Ohio State can't get it going, it is going to be a problem. So no, Hayden, it is something that we are concerned about. But being responded to your tweet by saying because number seven plays for the Scarlet and Gray, that's why we feel the way we do. That's the only reason. He's the ultimate good maker and he will cover up a lot of the warts that Ohio State has yeah I think when you look at Dwayne Haskins he is he's like the ultimate uh version of mascara like he masks yeah. so many flaws in this Ohio State team and when the defense has been struggling like it has been the entire year uh giving up chunk plays I'll go back to it again nine plays against Minnesota where they gave up 15 plays or more this was an offense uh who wasn't averaging much they got blown out against Maryland and they come in the shoe and do that and they had a realistic shot of winning that game if their field goal kicker doesn't miss two field goals and Blake Hobble doesn't go nuts in his debut so when you look at Dwayne Haskins he really is the ultimate um, he's the ultimate makeup because yeah. you just you watch him and you say, all right, if the running game's not going and the defense has been not as good as we thought it was, right. but yet we're still sitting here in Ohio State is seven and zero. Oh. Listen, there's plenty of games that are, there's two games that come to mind, three games really if you want to dig a little bit deeper against TCU that uh, could have gone either way. You look at that game, you look at the Penn State game. We know that that was a coin flip at sure. the end of the game. Fourth and five, James Franklin decides to run it. Uh, right up the gut was one of the most questionable calls of all time. And then this past weekend against Minnesota, this is if everything didn't go right, you could be looking at an Ohio State team that could possibly be four and three heading into the week eight game against Purdue. Yeah. But what Dwayne Haskins has done offensively, we have never seen that likes of Ohio State before. A guy who drops back in the packet pocket and can just litter the ball around the entire field. So I think when you have a player like that, Maddie, when you have Dwayne Haskins back there, he is the ultimate safety net. And he yes, is. it's a lot of pressure to put on him because you look at this and would you feel a lot more confident if your ground game was going to get 300 yards a day? Absolutely you no would. No doubt you would. But we talked about this too. This this offense has evolved from what it used to be under Urban Meyer. You are now a throw-first type of offense. Yep. And I think part of this, and look, I don't, I don't want to take the offensive lineman off the hook completely, but you know this, Beam. Uh, you used to play the position. When you play offensive line and for the, let's say, 80% of the season, which has probably been what they've been doing, you're pass protecting yeah. and pass pro as, as opposed to mauling people, then it's not – exactly what you're used to doing all the time. Right. It's no excuse for these guys, but just knowing how it works sometimes, man, when your body is not used to, hey, let's go out and just push people around all the time instead of just protecting and giving Dwayne enough time, that can be a difference. Now, look, Ohio State right now with the rushing game is 59th in the country at yards per attempt. Not good enough. Not even close. Urban to, said it not, not even close to good enough. And yeah. you got TCU at 50th, the team that you beat. You got Nebraska, a team that's not very good at all, at 41st in the country. So right now, the running game is a big issue. But when you talk about easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl and Dwayne yeah. Haskins, he's yeah. covering it all up. I mean, you're going to be okay because you know you have a quick strike offense, too. This isn't something where it's a methodical, hey, we're just going to run quick slants, curl rights, and all that stuff. I mean, we've seen stuff all year long. Pairs, Johnny Terry. 
big, big, big plays down the field, and you know you've always got that weapon in your arsenal. Yeah, and I think that's the the scariest part about Ohio State. Even when we were doing the first week of the podcast, we said this is a team that can beat you in many ways. And although the running game isn't proving uh, to be that much of a weapon this year, you still have to think with Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins that that game is going to come eventually, that this is going to be a team uh, that is going to be schemed on, and they're going to start saying, all right, well, Ohio State can't run the ball. Uh, Let's put a lot of people back in the zone, and let's cover up the pass game. And then when that happens, I truly believe uh, that Ohio State's offensive line and those two workhorses back there and Dobbins and Weber, that this can be a team that can beat you uh, on the ground. But you're right. I mean, this is an Ohio State team that can beat you on the air. They can beat you short. They can beat you medium. They can beat you long. And it all starts with number seven back there. But going to the point that you said about the offensive line, it is. It's um. It's a little bit different. So like when I played, uh, we played a, a triple option offense. So you sure. were always coming off the balls of your feet. You yep. were just you were firing off the line, and it's so much easier to get into a mindset. And then when we were down in the game and had to call pass plays, our quarterback wouldn't it's have a lot of different. time because yes. it's just such a different feeling. So if you get into that that methodical rhythm of yeah. in a game where you're calling six, seven, eight pass plays in a row, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're asked to fire off on the ball. Listen, I mean, there's a lot of key indicators on what type of play you're going to run. You can just watch the line yeah. and see Ohio State, what they're going to do. Because you know those big tackles, Maddie. they don't put uh, their hands down on the ground. When no. Ohio State, when those linemen get down to the three-point stance, you know it's going to be yes. a run play. Absolutely. And so Ohio State uh, doing that, I, I think, is something that they need to mask up a little bit. But it is. It's so funky, man, when you're on your heels the entire game, pass yeah. pro, and then you all of a sudden you're asked to go four or five plays in a row where exactly. you're firing off the ball and you're going to push a guy right. three, four yards down the field. It can just, just be it can be a funky it can be tweak weird. with your rhythm. Absolutely, no doubt about it. The muscle memory just isn't there as much as it is as far as uh, pass protection. That's what those guys have having have been doing a lot. Now, I know a lot of you are listening and you know, seeing the struggles in your head of what Isaiah Prince went through. No, it's, it's going to game. happen. It's a bad it's game. It's going to happen. It a but bad overall, game. the group overall is used to protecting in the pass game more than they are running. And look, they're trying to run the run the ball. I just look this up, Beam. They're 17th in the country in rushing attempts. Yeah. And right now you're talking about, you mentioned the triple option. Look who's in the top five. Georgia Tech, Army, Air Force, Navy, yep. and Boston College. Those are your top five in rushing attempt leaders as far as team goes right now. Four Ohio out of the State. five are triple option. And there you go, right yep. there. So look, Ohio State is trying to run the ball with some of the better teams in the country that do that really well. They're just not getting it done. Hopefully that's going to change. We'll take a quick break here, come back, play some Urban Meyer. Before we do that, I want to let you know about our folks from Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether that's going to the Lakers game in Portland with Bean you know, breaks the lottery that's bank, right. or we just love going to see a nice movie with our significant other. you got to check out Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets. Tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off of your orders, $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, go check them out. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Your team every day. All right, so the big dog took the podium uh, yesterday as he does every single Monday at 1145. You can catch that right here on the fan right after Bishop and Laurinaitis, which you can catch 10 to noon right here on 97.1 The Fan. Here's Urban Meyer talking about this defense and how they're constantly evaluating what those guys are doing. Constant evaluation of that, and it's ever-changing with personal when the guys get dinged and hurt and you got to... Like last week, we were out five starters for really the majority of the game on defense, so it's hard to drastically change right now. Um, we held them without scoring for the good part of three quarters and had three turnovers and three sacks, so 
Yeah, I mean, I see what you see as well. You know, we expect them to be snuffed out. Uh, but this will be a big challenge this week. But it's, uh, everything you just said, that's, just, that's what we do all day. It's just constant evaluation. And look, what he stated, two of those things are absolutely factually correct, being where you talk about guys being injured. Yep. And them tightening things up in the second half. This is, I believe, two weeks in a row now where we've seen the defense play better in the second half than in the first half. Indiana and now Minnesota. And that's right? coaching. That's, and that's, that's and, all coaching. And that's Greg Schiano and those guys. Give them credit for doing that. But what he's saying is not going to go over well with Buckeye Nation because this isn't a one-week thing. Right. This is a constant thing that we've seen out of the gates when they play the Beavers at the crib. And look... I don't want to freak out about it because we know injuries are a real thing. You talk about no Jonathan Cooper out there. You got Justin Hilliard making his first start and things like that. Look, these cats haven't got all the reps, even though across that D-line, they do get a lot of work. It's different when you're out there from the from the jump and teams are game planning to kind of take you away, especially with Chase Young out there and all that stuff. So, no, it, what he's saying is a real thing. But, Beam, we have so much evidence that shows even when some of those guys have been playing, uh, things haven't changed much. Yeah, when you look at, you know, you go back to, you know, whether you're in college or high school and you look at empirical data, and this has been a team so far uh, throughout the first seven weeks of the season, Maddie, that just they haven't been good on defense. No. Like, you're not going to try and mask anything that they just they haven't been good. They haven't been up to silver bullet uh, capacity. They haven't been up to expectation. And I think that, you know, that's being real. And I think the Ohio State coaches know that. They understand that uh, this is a team that could be special. When you Like we talked about in the first segment, you got a guy in number seven who masks a lot of your deficiencies yep. uh but what happens if he has an off day you know then um then things can start exactly. to get a little and bit we funky. haven't had that yet no we, we had haven't. half of it at penn state yeah but we haven't had a complete four game where Dwayne just doesn't have it that day right and um you know i'm not saying that's going to happen or not but it's tough to put 12 to 14 college football games in a row where you're on top of the world uh that's what it takes to win the heisman which is something we'll talk about a little bit later here in the show uh but yeah it just it, it really is amazing where you know you look at the injuries too and I know that Ohio State is a school that recruits at such ridiculous such a high level. level yeah yep. it's some of the highest you know that we've ever seen but when you look at this and like you mentioned Justin Hilliard getting his first start Malik Harrison being out BB Landers getting pulled yeah. out of the game uh Jay Sean Cornell all these guys being out like that takes a toll on you not to forget the number 97 uh Nick Bosa is out too so I, I think when you look you know at that you know maybe the tempered expectations of these are guys getting their first chance at big time college right. football uh, and then you look at Minnesota and you say you know these are guys on scholarships as well like we said yesterday in the show uh, but yeah it's just you know Ohio State I think the most important thing uh, right now that you're at Maddie is that you're 7-0 and that's all that you, matters you're looking after this week at, at against Purdue that you head into a bye week at a much much of needed course. time you're and so healthier. banged up yeah you're so banged up and you know, even just to get Robert Landers back for a full game, to Man, get Jayshon Cornell big. back for a, big, a full game, Malik yeah. Harrison, all these guys, uh, get them healthy, get them ready to go. It's just the fact that when Ohio State is healthy, I think they could be uh, very, very good. But it, they still have deficiencies on the defensive side uh, that we've seen throughout the entire year. The opposite uh, safety position other than Jordan Fuller is still yep. it's kind of a mess. You know, you look back at the Minnesota game, Isaiah Pryor dropped an interception. That's something – uh, that you need to to do. I mean, that that ball was right in his hands. Uh, he dropped it, but still at the same time, right. you have to be feeling all right. And I think that we are cautiously walking uh, into this Purdue game. I think there's a lot of Ohio State fans out there that think it's like, ah, Purdue, okay, no. Ohio State's going to roll. You're, you're, you're tripping if you're thinking that way. This is a team with uh, David Blau as the quarterback yep. and Rondell Moore as receiver. <laughs> he is elite. He will be playing on Sundays. You can yes. take that to the bank right now. Uh, so this is a team, I think, that is going to get tested on the defensive side of the ball uh, this weekend a whole lot in a tough 
tough environment. Yeah, here is Urban talking about Justin Hilliard. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players, uh, favorite families. He's a guy that does mean so much to us on kicking game. We took him off the majority of them last week. He played pretty good. Uh, uh, not great, but pretty good. And you've got to remember, he's, this is his second year of football because his first two years were, you know, didn't get to practice, really didn't get to do much at all because of his bicep. Five total tackles, two solo tackles in the game against Minnesota. Remember, this guy was a big five-star recruit yep. coming out of Cincinnati X down there, right down the uh, highway from us. Um, look, and it just hasn't worked out. And Urban mentioned it in his press conference yesterday. I thought it was a good point by him. This kind of reminds me. You know, we haven't seen him make an impact the, the way this guy has. But Marshawn Lattimore, when he was here, you remember, man, this guy was really highly touted, came sure. to Ohio State, had the hamstring injuries, could never get out on the field. And when he did get on the field, you saw why he was a five-star yeah. recruit. Now, maybe that's in the back for Justin Hilliard. Who knows? He's knocking some rust off last week. Um, he'll be in the mix for sure moving forward. But, man, this defensive line, they've got guys beamed that I think – haven't reached what they can be. And that's including Chase Young. We know what we're getting out of Nick Bosa. You know what you're getting out of Draymond Jones. But I just feel like for some of these younger guys that have been around for a couple years, now is their time to shine because the talent is there. They're led by arguably the best defensive line coach in the entire country, Larry Johnson. Um, A guy like Justin Hillier is going to be something to keep your eye on because – with this Rushman package, you know they're going to keep fresh bodies. And without Nick Bosa, a guy like Justin Hilliard is going to have to continue to step up. Yeah, it's just, you know, you look at the defensive line position and it's so big. Like, it, it's, it, it wins and loses the games for Ohio State. Both sides Ima- of the trenches, yes. man. Imagine if Ohio State's defensive line wasn't isn't as strong and you aren't getting pressure oh. to the quarterback. I mean, what this defense could possibly be. be a you know, if you're talking about guys uh, whose first and second years, you talk about Tyler Friday. Uh, you know, Haskell Garrett, who played a little bit in the game against Minnesota this past yeah. weekend. You're talking about these guys getting in there, Tommy Togiai, um, who who are getting in and who are going to be good to great players sure. here at Ohio State. They are just not ready yet. No. And, um, yeah, they're ready there for, you know, eight to ten snaps a game. But then when you really put the pressure on and you say, listen, man, we need you for 25 to 30 right. snaps a game. It's a whole different today. world. It is. It is a whole whole different ball game. Uh, you know, the, the fatigue starts coming in there. But, yeah, a lot of pressure, Maddie. I think, is going to be put on these linebackers. Uh, we saw it this past weekend uh, with those little little slant passes that P.J. Fleck was dialing up, post patterns, slants. Uh, you know, those linebackers need to be there if they beat the secondary off the ball. If you beat those cornerbacks off, off the ball, and you look at Pete Werner, a guy like Tough Borland, Justin yeah. Hilliard, if, if Harrison gets back in this week, I'm not sure, really sure of his timetable. Uh, but you look, a lot of pressure is going to be put on these linebackers. And coming from the Minnesota game where your safeties had the highest tackles on the team, you can't have that happen. That's a huge issue. We talked about that yesterday. Jordan Fuller or Isaiah Pryor went, whoever the safeties are, they can't be your leading tackler because that means the guys up in the box aren't getting the job done. We mentioned a whole new world. That's Aladdin, right? Or is that Beauty and the Beast? I'm pretty sure that was Aladdin. I think it is Aladdin. That was good. Yeah, had his little magic good. carpet right there. Oh, man. Could you it. imagine being able to fly around on that thing? Oh, maybe Forget I'll get one when I win jet. the lottery. Just get you a magic carpet and sure. just fly around everywhere. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about guys uh, that were banged up. Damon Arnett, I guess, is questionable yeah. for this game on uh, Saturday night. Which Well, Sean Wade spotting probably? Sure. I think he's going to have to be the guy. Yeah. He's been kind of the roamer, cornerback, safety. He's been playing that hybrid role, which I think has been, he's been pretty good. And I think he'll be a young guy we see in the future uh, play really well. But no, if you don't have Damon Arnett out there and you got to deal with this Rondale Moore cat, that, that's going to be big, big problems. I, I big think day look, for Okuda coming up then. Let's see what he's got. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. Because he was a really highly touted true freshman recruit last year, came in, made an impact. Now he's getting a lot of work. Let's see what he's got against Rondale Moore. Here's Urban Meyer talking about that weapon that Purdue's got. Uh, just explosive player. Uh, obviously, I, I have not, once again, I apologize. I have not studied him on offense yet. I will. 
Uh, I've studied in the return game, and he's a guy that you have to be very careful with in the return game. He's a dynamic player. Yeah, he, he is something, Beam. And he's electric. We mentioned it yesterday. Yep. This is a guy that could have went anywhere in the country um, when you're talking about his recruiting stuff. I mean, just looking at the offers from this cat, I mean, it's pretty much a who's who for some of the schools that you are expecting in college football. But he, I mean, I, I just look at Ohio State in that H-back role that Urban's always had. Yep. He, he would be the dy- most dynamic, I think, H-back that Urban's had in a long time. I know Curtis was really good, but he was kind of a longer ranger H-back like sure. we see with Paris. I mean, this guy is quick twitch, you know, that term, make He'll you miss in a miss. phone booth. Turbo. That's what he is, yeah. exactly, turbo. He's like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what he is, Sonic the Hedgehog right here, 12.4 yard, 12. yards a catch uh, right now. I mean, 15.4 rush. He's a big play waiting to happen for Purdue. And Damon, no Damon Arnett back there in the secondary, a veteran guy. Like I know Kendall Sheffield's been good. I know uh, we believe in Okuda, but you want as many veteran guys out there to deal with weapons like that, especially in a secondary to where they've had big issues. This cat, he's he's putting some scare in me, and, and he should because you got to respect how good of a player he is. Yeah, he's legitimate. I mean, he's going to be the best wide receiver. I know that Turpin and Rager and those guys uh, for TCU were, you know, same thing. They were fast, they were twitchy, but this guy, Rondale Moore, is on just a totally different level. Uh, when you look at him, I think that he's got, you know, he's got the hands of maybe not an Antonio Brown, but he's he's very, very he's similar very at, at a yep. at a younger, younger he's level. A kid. Right, he's 18, 19 years old. Exactly, and so you look at this. Uh, he will be the the best wide receiver that Ohio State goes up against all year, um, and so it's going to force a lot of pressure on that secondary. And then when you look at that, uh, I think this big matchup, like we said earlier in this segment, it all comes down to the defensive line and getting pressure yes. on the quarterback. Get home. Because yes. because if you're getting pressure there with two two and a half seconds and you're getting to Blau all day, I think that it's going to be tough for him to find Rondale Moore. I know that he can break off very quickly, but if you're getting that pressure, I think it all comes with just pressuring David Blau and making sure that he does not have time to step back there in the pocket yeah. and find more to break a home run play. The D-line's got to hunt. They got to hunt. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to take a quick break here, come back and talk about some of the latest Heisman odds before we do that, Beam will let you know about Sling TV. Yeah, Maddie. if I don't win the lottery, you plan on getting Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch and you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC games, and more. Stream it on your big screen, any of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you live TV you love, except better no useless channels no long-term contracts no hidden fees and uh you can cancel it at any time if you want to sign up for sling tv right now and get a seven day free trial locked on listeners can get their seven day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on go check our guys at sling out you are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So, you know, number seven goes nuts again. Ho-hum, whatever, 400 plus again. Yep. At through the air. And his Heisman stock is continuing. He's stupid, man. To, it's, 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 vid- stupid. it's video game stuff. It's stupid. It's video game stuff, what we're seeing from this cat. And it's something to where... I just don't know if you see something like this again here at Ohio State for a long time because this is a special, special arm it's not, talent. It's not the kind of guys that Urban Meyer recruits. It's not at all. And that's why this has been such a um, just a surprise to all of you listening and a surprise to me because I didn't know 
what we were going to get from Haskins under Urban Meyer when Urban returned. And you and I talked about that for a long yeah. time, how smooth the machine was running under Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson with the style of play calls that they were using under Haskins. It hasn't changed at all. So it's good to see that Urban kind of put his pride to the side a little bit. Because, look, the guy's won three national championships, okay? Right. Do I have that right? Yeah. yeah he's won three yeah, national championships. Here. And he knows how to get things done. And it would be easy for him to come back in and say, you know what, Dwayne, I know you got this great arm talent, but we got these two running backs back here that are running for 1,000, and you're a big body quarterback. Hey, we're going to run you a lot. He hasn't done that a ton. That's been really encouraging. So now, after the huge day uh, against Minnesota, his stock has risen from jumping from 9-2 to two last week to 3-1 to one yeah. to win the Heisman. He's tied for the second-best odds to win the Heisman with Oklahoma's Kyler Murray, who saw his odds jump from 7-1 to one to 3-1 to one this week, even though Oklahoma was off this weekend. So, we're, I mean, it's, I'm almost it's, out, coming, I'm out of into, words. it's coming yeah. into focus what the end of the year is going to look like for this cat if, the, if this Ohio State team continues to win a ton, a lot of games. And it's going to be hoisting the Heisman Trophy and really being in the conversation for the number one overall pick, depending on what NFL team is their beam and what they need, right? Some of these defensive linemen are get love, Ed Oliver, Nick Bosa. Yep. Um, but he, I'm telling you, I really believe it in my gut that he is going to be in the conversation of the number one overall pick in the landscape of college football being this cat. He's he's unbelievable, man. He's just he's done everything you could possibly want. Uh, and more. And I know that we talked about it at great lengths about what Ohio State was going to do when Urban got back on the sidelines. Would you see more of a read option kind of game? Um, you know, and he can run it when he wants to, Maddie. Um, he, he's not by any means slow, but yeah. you can tell that he's not a read option kind of guy. This is a pro style quarterback that sits back in the pocket and will just dice you up. And that's what he does. However you want and it. it's just, it's amazing to me that, you know, you've had this guy. Uh, on your roster for now three years. This is his third year in the program, and this is really the first time uh, that you've been seeing him. And we knew it last year uh, when he was dropped into the Michigan game that he was absolutely nails. Yeah, you know, he, like you just that was everything that was uh yeah. you know kind of a uh, deja vu of what was about to come this year. Sure. And you, he goes out that first week against Oregon State, and you're like, yeah, he looked pretty good. He didn't throw one ball off the mark, and then it right. continues against Rutgers, and then it continues against TCU, and he yeah. had the bad first half against Penn State. And then that comes along, and then he, you know, it's just it's been this continuation of an offensive style that you have never seen here at Ohio State, where the running game is taking a backseat to the passing game. No question. And yep. if you have to think that Urban Meyer is sacrificing his own system to let this guy play and do what's in his strength, imagine what he's going to do in an offensive style, in an offensive scheme where it is literally tailor made for him to him. Yes, and look. The draft stuff, I think it's a long ways away. But I, I look, I went to ESPN this morning, and there's an article that came out at 7.19 a.m. today. Okay. And this is from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Biggest NFL draft risers and who needs to surge. Would you like to guess who the picture is, the head Dwayne of the Haskins, article? Number there seven. Go. There you go. So, I mean, it's really time to really start <laughs> accepting that this cat's yeah. probably going to be one and done. As, he, here as Ohio, he should be. And as he should be. But as far as the Heisman stuff goes, and when you talk about maybe him and Kyler real quick before we get out of here today, I just look, I wanted to pull up Oklahoma's schedule. Um, like I said, they had the bye week. Yeah, West Virginia coming up soon. Um, who I think's very overrated. Um, Trash? And, you know, I've been out on them in Notre Dame all year. I've been <laughs> out on West Virginia and Notre Dame all year. I'm not a believer in those cats at all. Look, they, Iowa State was punching West Virginia in the mouth, okay? Yeah. Look, I know Matt Campbell's an up-and-coming riser in the head coaching circle, but I just, don't, I just don't believe in them. So, look, for Oklahoma, he's got at TCU, 
Kansas State at Texas Tech, home against Oklahoma State, home against Kansas, and at West Virginia. I mean, is there really a ton of meat on that bone for you to really buy no. in and look at those key games, key moments like we know that matters, and Dwayne's already had one at Penn State with a huge win there. You're talking about Ohio State's schedule with Sparty still there if they continue to do what they do. Sure, and back then, in the top 25, back it, in the polls. Exactly, and then Michigan, I think, has figured out who they are this year, and that's run it down your throat, sprinkling some Shea Patterson and let our defense eat. Um, no, I think Dwayne, as far as the stage goes, he's going to have more eyeballs on him later in the year, and that's what really matters. And when you talk about that Sparty game on the road, which we probably going to assume it's going to be a night game to be determined with sure. the time, right? And then if Michigan continues to be a top 5-10 to 10 team, at the end of the year, it's going to be all all eyeballs on him. So, no, I think Dwayne Haskins, as far as the stage goes, has brighter lights, bigger stage, and I think he's really got a shot to be in New York and bring this thing home. Yeah, I do too. He's just – he's unbelievable. Uh, when you look at the remaining schedules, and, you know, I know that Alabama has to play LSU, and your leader in the clubhouse still is Tua Tungavailoa uh, for your Heisman candidate. He's thrown no picks on the year. I think he's got 18 or 19 touchdowns. What he's doing down there is absolutely silly yeah. uh, as well. But when you look at this Ohio State team uh, and you see the remaining gauntlet that they have to go through, like, you know, I know after a few weeks, after three, four weeks, everybody wanted to bury the Big Ten and say that it's not what it used to be. Well, listen, you got Purdue in your sight lines. Uh, then you have a bye week. Then you go, um, you play home against Nebraska. Yep. All right, that's going to be a feast game uh, with what their defense has been. That's going to be an absolute bananas game. And then you go on the road to Sparty. Uh, then you play Maryland. Then you play Michigan. Yep. And so you look at the last two of the three games for Ohio State, and you look at at Sparty, home against Michigan, and a Michigan team that is going to be a top five defense throughout the entire yes. way. Michigan State, if they can continue to do what they are going to do, that's going to be a top 10, top 15 defense that yeah. you're going to be rolling into East Lansing. You know they're going to be foaming at the mouth no and want to try and get Ohio State. They're always kind of uh, those. You always get your best from them. You always get your best from everybody. And right. that's exactly. you know, great point. But I think when a lot of people play Ohio State, what do you want to do? You want to end their national championship hopes. Do. And you look at Ohio State – uh, you look at Dwayne Haskins, what he what he has the chance to do this season, yeah, Maddie. Man, and if he continues to go on this level where he's thrown for 300 yards every single game. At 70% uh, and at stuff 70%, like that. At 70%, two yeah, touchdowns, it's... three touchdowns a game. You maybe sprinkle in another 400-yard game somewhere sure. along the line. A guy, a game where he goes for four or five Maybe the touchdowns. Nebraska game. Who knows? Mar yeah, Maryland, just, who knows? You look at that. Or even, I don't know, maybe against Michigan State or Michigan. Oh. You do that against one of those like teams. That then I think you're going to be uh, the leader. But, yeah, man, the future is so bright for Dwayne Haskins. What he is able to do, I think that when you look at the draft, I know it's a long way away, but anything that he is going to be able to do in the league is going to be special. And I think, Ohio State fans, you should get ready for it that this guy is going to be a one-and-done. Eight more games. Purdue, Nebraska, Sparty, Maryland, Michigan, Big Ten title, two college football playoff games. That could be it for number seven. That could be a plenty of a resume. And then he's going to go to the league, cash checks, and probably do some damage to the NFL too. I've, I haven't seen any different. I haven't seen anything that shows me he's going to be a bust. <laughs> he could be a dog in the NFL, but that could be it. Maybe eight more games. Max. Yeah. Eight Max. more games. Max eight Maximum. games from Dwayne Haskins. That's it's, sad. That made me sad. Doesn't it, man? I just uh, looked at the schedule and go, wow. He could play eight more games. After Max. Purdue? We're two-thirds of the way down with the college football season. Scary. The regular season. Scary, Sucky. scary, scary stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe talk about some Aladdin. You know, whatever. Well, Random stuff. You'll Buckeye be back stuff. tomorrow. I won't be. Yeah, you'll be. You're calling in, though. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to call in. From whatever island you're in, you know, <laughs> eating cheese, eggs, and turkey bacon, hey, let's and mimosas, go. and all that good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Locked on Buckeyes. Peace.